You're listening to Scariff Bay Community Radio and Local Media This Week, the programme where we talk about uh, what's on the local print media, namely the Clare Champion and the Clare Echo, and we give our own take on uh, what we find there. Delighted to welcome all, or we have a full panel back today for the first time in a while. Uh, delighted to welcome John S. Kelly. John, you're very welcome. Thank you very much, Jim. And Pat O'Brien. Pat, good to see you. Thanks, Jim. And David Fleming, back from his travels. Uh, thanks, Jim. Good to have you back. Thank you. I think no. I was here last week, Jim. I don't. I was sitting in your seat last week. You were not. <laughs> right. Oh, sorry, Luke. Anyway, we're... That's serious if we don't know whether you were here. <laughs> you, were, you were here last I week. I was, Jim. I think yeah, I was. Maybe it's two weeks ago. Yeah, then. it is two weeks ago. Okay, actually, but I'm glad to be back anyway. It was John that was missing last week. It was John that was missing last week. week. Yeah. Do you miss me? We of course, course. We always miss you, John. That's where they well behaved. <laughs> missed you so much we thought was David was missing. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll get down to business. Looking, I suppose, we'll start with the clear champion. John. It sure is. Now, a big question being asked here. How valuable is in, in the centre of our near centre of the town is in fact a, a plot of ground of a few acres? How valuable is that? And the, the answer to it is it's very, very valuable. But here is a developer trying to actually lay his hands or her hands on that lovely green sward of grass that surrounds Flannan's College. Hmm. And various groups have taken up the cudgel to oppose the actual um, idea of building on it. Now, it raises, that raises a question. Um, is the citizenry entitled to actually have a say and how a land like that should be disposed. What do you think of that? Well, I suppose having been, having been a student of St. Flannan's, John, yeah. uh, long, long ago, I, as, a, as a boarder there, I would very much appreciate um, the, the fields surrounding the college. Yeah. Because A, they allow for development, and there has been quite a bit of building going on, has gone on since I was there. Yeah. And the second thing is, um, the Flannan's is a great sporting college. And you have hurling, you have Gaelic football, you have soccer, at least, you have athletics. Mm -hmm. And all of those things have used the large um, expanse of fields that are in Flannan. So my sympathies would be very much with the staff, looking at the, as they have the front page of the, of the Clare Echo, uh, St. Flannan's teachers say no to nursing homes. Yeah. That's so a, you don't accept the view then of the college authorities that argue that it ha won't have such an effect? I think any place where you make a, a ground smaller, and I, I admit Flannan's is quite large, but I mean, even going back in my time, they have used the, the, the park and the fields there uh, to promote sport. Mm. And so I would be... I, I would think that any ground that you give away, and presumably, I don't know how much ground you give away, but to be the size of a pitch at least. And well, looking, at, looking here at a picture of it, it's on page nine. Yeah. It's of very, the, of, of the, the clear echo. echo. It's very effective. The staff, <laughs> I, I presume it's the staff. It says anyway that the staff are pictured there. Um, and they, there's quite a lot of staff. Uh, God, there's an awful lot of staff really when they're pictured like that. 
Yeah. Uh, and it has keep it green marked out on the page. But I'm looking at the same picture, uh, Jim, and there's a tree up in the top left-hand corner. And that patch of ground, which is not, an, not a small piece of ground, looks a bit rough to me, and you wouldn't be playing any sports on that. No, possibly not. Um, but perhaps it can be used for the nursing home. And that's for stay for for science. Um, I don't. I don't know. Well, no. the answer, the question David puts there, you see, is um, can it be used? Is there freedom mm. to even though you don't own it yourself? What about what about your your role as a citizen? Just as a citizen. Well, of course, any, any of us, uh, you, John, and Jim, can make an, uh, make a, uh, make your views known to the planning authority mm -hmm. on this question, which was what you started your yeah, point and as. Think, and you can make the case that whether, whether you support it or you don't support yeah. it. And uh, that, that is the democratic process we have, fortunately. Mm. The, the I very hope it won't be changing. The very specific, uh, in those who support the, the principle, because it has to be bought, and am I correct in saying that it is the ecclesiastical authority that, in fact, has his hand, its hand on the paw? It, it is owned by the Catholic Church, I presume the diocese. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, the land, I suppose, would be either sold or leased to the, um, to the HSE. But they're the arguing back, board. David, they're arguing back then, you see, that uh, uh, the uh, idea that the, what do you call it, the... Uh, the, what was it? You, the point you were making there? Um, the staff? Yeah. If, well, I, I'm just thinking, th there has to be land around Ennis. Yeah, uh, yeah, suitable. Yeah. That's what they're making. That's the argument to, to, they're making. Yeah, to yeah. build yeah. something like that if it, with, if it is yeah. needed. Without, without, going going sports, without going into a sports ground. Without yeah. going into a sports ground. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm curious as to how it first, how the proposal came first. Was it no, it's, it's, the it's, HSE it's, who approached St. Flannan's or St. Flannan's? Uh, you go you know, Captain yeah. Next Cost, you know Captain Next Cost during the day. It's just straight across there, let's say, from across from the petrol station, just there, Captain Next Cost, just there, from the sizes. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was in, in school in, in Mount Shannon, at one stage we were, there was a development happening to build a, a preschool. Yeah. Uh, and the department were very clear that you cannot make your ground smaller, that the school had no permission, whatever, to, to sell any of its ground. So what we had to do in order to build the, you know, to sell it yeah. to the community council, we had to buy an equal amount of ground yeah, right. on the other side, so that we weren't making our... Um, so the overall size was, was the same. Was the overall size. And what was the rationale behind that rule, Jim, do you think? Well, the department were saying that if we have to, in 10, 20, 50 years' time, extend the school, we don't want to have to go and buy ground yeah. when you're selling it now. I suppose the great luxury that St. Flannan's have, it has so much green space. Yeah. Um, I mean, just looking again at that picture, and readers can make up their own mind, or listeners, I should say. There's a building behind there which looks small, but it's obviously a fairly big building. And David, is, is it there. emerging that there's a divergence of opinion uh, within the context of the school school authorities? It, it, obviously, the staff uh, seem to be almost unanimous in opposing it. Hmm. But the, the That's all strange, isn't it? it, it <laughs> Well, it wouldn't be the school. Well, the, it would be a, a difference of opinion between the the staff 
and the diocese. Yes. Which presumably yeah. is, uh, is the board of management, I suppose, of the school. Well, the board the, of management, yeah, but yeah. And the diocese being the owner of Being the, the owner. But th I suppose that w maybe that well, would be normal, um, especially on these sorts of questions. Yeah. But of course, but, it's a fair point that Jim and the staff <laughs> are making that it's great work that the diocese will be selling uh, that bit of ground because if you if if, if you wanted to sell a bit of ground uh, here in Scariff belong to belong to Scariff Parish, you you, yeah. you, 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 you they wouldn't allow you to sell no, it. No, but are in the middle, or in Bereika, and from Grenier, yeah, or I, I wonder, I wonder, in fact, do they have a legal right? To uh, we'd have to look at the bequest a yeah. hundred years ago, mm. when or whatever the actual first school site merged in where Flannan's College is now. Okay, so there may well be written in there mm. uh, constraints. Did somebody donate the land? Oh yes, you had to. Where was it going to come from? Anyway, well, it could have been we'll, born, we'll see. We'll wait to yes, I, I, I know when we were developing a new pitch over in Ocadahan's Mills, the back of the school, we, yeah. had, we, we, we wanted to, to secure in, in, in the GA trustees we had an awful job with, 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 the, with the diocese to, to get it sorted out. Yeah, because that would be the, the similar thing. The similar thing, the, yeah. The, the, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll go on uh, from the thing which we, the council anyway are sitting on it at the moment, so we'll await developments. A very stark headline on the front of the Clare Champion this week. Clare TD labels UHL a centre of death. Now that's pretty strong. Carl Crow, Clare TD labels UHL a centre of death. David. Yeah. I never like this sort of thing. I, I never like the sensationalism that sometimes, you know, politicians sometimes, egg, I don't know, wh why did he need to use that? I know if t what's happening is terrible. And we had last week Deputy McNamara expressing a similar opinion. You know, is it politicians trying to get onto the front page of the paper? That's the cynic mm. behind me. Well, they've, yet, they've succeeded. Yet, well, he has. He has succeeded. Dan, Dan Danaher <laughs> has put him there. Um, and the editor, ultimately. But um, I just sometimes think, do they need to resort to this sort of um, uh, soundbite? Well, I can, I, can, I can proffer an observation on that, Yeah. Uh, which would suggest to me, having experienced uh, a pa being a patient in the hospital this past week. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not contesting, no, but, but, but I'm I'm not contesting the dire situation oh, I know, no, I'm not, in I'm the not. hospital. It is the way politicians are arguing or making the point. And mm. are they thinking more about the media or are they actually doing what we expect them to do? Mm. Was, your, was your experience a positive one, John? Very, very positive. Um, you know, there was an atmosphere, a palpable uh, atmosphere of, how would you say, concern. People were going around about their business, and there was a, a smiling face, if I want to use an expression like that. It wasn't a morose experience. This and was UHL, was it, John? This yeah. is UHL. And Did you have to go through accident and emergency? Or? No, I didn't. No. So, so, yeah. so in, yeah. in fact, uh, if we can isolate accident and emergency out of the picture, yeah. the picture isn't, isn't too bad at all. You wouldn't, you wouldn't subscribe to the notion of UHL as a centre of death? I think that is, that is someone looking for a, a, a headline. Mm. 
do you know? Most, mm. Yeah, well, most people that would, would attend them, like, uh, would, would say that, John, that they, they had a good experience, but once, once they got in, well, one, I think the accident emergency, uh, the first, the, the, the big, the big long term, the stair always. Yeah. And um, uh, even for the last few years, you hear it, you, hear, you, hear, you know, we hear that, that, that um, it's there, the, the, long, the long term is. And if they, if they, if they, if they, if they could maybe um, um, do uh, come out Venice and, 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 and St. John's and Nina and have, have, have and we've been, Pat, 24 we've, hours. We've been saying that for, for yeah. how many weeks? Yes. I and thought they moved on that last week. They, they have moved a bit on it. A very small bit. Small bit. They haven't yeah. moved. Yeah. They haven't Which moved probably has little. made some bit of a difference. What do you think mm. yourself, Jim, about, about the comments? Yeah, oh no, I, I think, you know, to call a place a centre of death, I mean, so many people would have gone in there and mm. been cured or been made better uh, by the treatment of the doctors and nurses there. So to call a centre of death is, is, I agree with John, Excessive. Look, looking for headlines. Yeah. I'm just thinking though that, I mean, the, another side of it is on page six in the Clare Champion. Jessica Quinn has a story there about Ennis businessman Ken O'Grady. And he flew to Spain for an operation after being told he would have to wait four years for the surgery here in Ireland. And that's, again, that is not the fault of the frontline nurses and doctors, mm. but it is what we talked about last week, and that's the system. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know? And he was entitled to, he, he was able, through a EU cooperation, he was entitled to. Yeah, one of the hidden, perhaps hidden benefits of EU membership is that we can, um, we can get care anywhere else in Europe if we can find it out, and, and the state will pay for it. That's Unfortunately, right. I had a case. I had a case in my own institution where, where a person was in need of care, and that care was only obtainable in Germany. And again, like this case on, uh, that Jessica Quinn has has outlined, that was paid for um, ultimately by by the Irish state through the EU this EU directive. So, so we're very lucky. That, um, that particular e e EU directive, uh, could you fatten on that a little, David? It, because it, it raises questions about um, travel insurance. And, yeah, well and now this, well for travel insurance, well you, as an EU citizen I think yeah. you're entitled if something happens abroad to be immediately inputted another. This is, this is a case where uh, there's no borders when it comes to medication. If you if you can get a particular care abroad that you can't get, get here, maybe yeah. the the Irish state under the EU cross border directive will pay for it. Hmm. But this man said uh, that he he got in touch with healthcare abroad, hmm. and uh, he said he was given a surgery date straight away for the following week. And uh, the staff met him at Alicante Airport, took me to his hotel in Alicante, and um, then he had a consultation the next day, and the day later he was in surgery, and he says it was knee surgery. Mm. So, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a slow one here, isn't it? It is, it's very slow here. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's obviously, and he maybe we're knee, not fully aware of it. He had his mm. knee replaced, which was you know, yes. fairly, yeah. fairly yeah. substantial. Knees, all surgery. Knees that are made down in Shannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. are you, is that true now? Oh, knees are made in Shannon, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what's, what's what they called? Uh, Zimmer. Zimmer. Zimmer uh, down in Shannon. Yeah. Uh, make knees. 
It says here, Ken urged anyone on a waiting list for an operation in Clare to get in touch with him. I'd be happy to talk through my experience, which was first class from start to finish, he said. You actually don't even need to be on a waiting list. You just need a referral from your GP. It is so simple. Anyone who can't afford the initial costs, can, so booking flights and so on, can, um, can have that paid for by the local credit union, and then the HSE reimburses the credit union. Are you serious? Mm. Well, that's according to this man, Ken, um, Ken O'Grady. It's quite remarkable. It really. is it interesting. Is. It's it very is. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. do you mind if we sum that up again then? Because I know our listeners, many yeah. of them, yeah. will be... Uh, well, it's on page six. It's on page six, and listen, we encourage listeners to buy the paper so they can read this for firsthand themselves. And it doesn't know how. I don't know how you contact Ken O'Grady, but um, it appears anyway that uh, you just need a referral from a GP if your if your operation is 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 uh, being delayed here, I suppose, and um, the HSE will reimburse. I'm surprised, mm. though, that it is as easy as that, that um, why wouldn't the rest of us be doing yes, that? Yes, yeah. Are we so missing out on something? Are we missing a trip? <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, then we, we should be reading the papers. <laughs> we don't know where we don't need any operations, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we, we, we'll go on. I just, I suppose, to mention one thing, later this evening, yeah. uh, at 7.30, we have a special episode of El Politico, which uh, is... Doing is looking into the health service. And at what time? At seven thirty this evening on Scarlet Bay Community Radio this yeah. Sunday evening, and well worth uh, well worth a listen. Now, uh, going on to um, what I see on the front page of the Clare Champion: lights, camera, action at twenty-two million. Um, movie shoots and part of it, Pat, is in County Clare. Yeah, yeah I have the, the, the people um, involved in it. Uh, they were on they were interviewed on Clare FM uh, yesterday morning. And um, it's here in the front of the, uh, the Clare Champion. And there's a lovely photograph of John Kelly there with a. Not this John Kelly in front of us. Uh, no, yeah. the Clare Champion John Kelly. Mm. Not, not that our John Kelly couldn't take photographs. <laughs> I'm sure he could. <laughs> anyway, Executive producer Richard Kelly and that. Ian. Please, Ireland, and director charge Conanaki, I think is his name, during a filming of God Spy, a Belgian Irish production in location at Old Kintuck National School in Kilmele. Um, the opening and closing scenes, uh, Owen Ryan has the story, the opening and closing scenes of a, of a new 22 million uh, euro film have been shot and clear with filming in the county concluding on Wednesday afternoon in the Old Kintuck National School. The film is entitled God Spy and is being directed by Todd Komenecki, I think this, who wrote the acclaim by Brahma Sully. Its director, uh, its director of photography is John Matheson and involved in the marketing of Gladiator is one of the top so cinema graphers. Yeah, it's a big, big enough. Yes. I presume yes. Pat is going to be a big part of this. Is he an extra or did he come into the main? <laughs> you know, what part are you playing in all this, um, Pat? <laughs> 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 you haven't been invited yet. And there's a new, we had a program earlier on today. Owen O'Hagan interviewed the owner of uh, a new film development in Nina, which hopefully will create a lot of jobs 
uh, in this part of the country, in the Midwest. And of course, we... So that could be on mm. podcast during the week. And but not to forget, there's Troy Studios. Uh, yeah, well, down there Troy Studios are involved in this. Oh, Troy Studios are involved in this. Yeah. It's called God's Spine. It's a story by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a German theologian. It's well. about the story of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a German theologian, a staunch opponent of the Nazis. He was accused of plotting to kill Hitler, imprisoned by the Gestapo in 1943, and was hanged in April 1945. So it's, a, it's a, probably a, a, quite an evocative, emotive. The, the, Shannon, the Shannon at O'Brien's Bridge is going to be uh, the Danube. And they're going to, they're blown up. The, the bridge has been blown up. Well, not the, not the present bridge, but yeah. I suppose. <laughs> it will be a We're bridge. We're going to chaos now. Yeah. <laughs> How and will then, David get into the university? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, they, they have some filament done back in the bottom as well. And in, in um, in the beach, back in... in um, How much, Pat, do you think, you know, it's a 22 million movie, that's what it costs to produce this. How much is, how much will come into the local economy, I wonder? It's not given here, but... I, I don't, I, you'd, I don't you'd know... You'd be hopeful that some of that 22 million would, yeah, yeah. is being spent locally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the yeah. GA Club, and it was a centre of, of back from West Clare, and all of the film there, and they had the... They were using so you're the, GA GA GA, the local GA is getting a cut of it? They are getting, well, supposed to get something for it, anyway. <laughs> But All right, um, listen, we'll go on. 22 million, of course, is, is relatively modest tis, for, really a movie. For, for a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll go on. Just to remind our listeners that uh, you're listening to local media this week, and we're delighted to thank our sponsor, and that's Ruth Griffin Photography. Ruth uh, from Fecal sponsors this particular program, and we thank her very much for that. Uh, again, we're, we're sticking to the front page this week of the Clare Champion particularly, Ennis business owners facing retail Darwinism in 2023. Well, I suppose yep. Darwin is what, survival of the fittest. Of the fittest. But I wonder, is, is that also touching, Jim, on the question of rates? It's a, it's a perennial problem, isn't it? Rates. Well, rates are telling you personally, uh, John. Does I know, the, but, the, but the, the power, the, electricity, and all that. Yeah. Is, is. Rates are paid not on profit of a business. I'm talking about business rates, okay? No, they're only uh, yeah, paid on your ground. Um, yeah, it's not. The value of your ground, no. is it? Well, it's. Partly. It's, it's the ground, anyway, isn't the it? Ground, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whether you make money or not, you have to pay for it. Well, that's okay. I mean, yeah. a bit, it's, that's not very inviting from the point of view of investment. So are you, what are you suggesting, I'm, I'm that suggesting rates should be cut? The, uh, that they should be based on profit made by the business. Profit made it's by a, business, yeah, yeah. You feel yeah. that, Jim? But yeah. I suppose and from the corporation or the council's point of view, it would be very hard to budget to provide the services that they would argue that rates uh, support. Mm. If, if, like take, for example, the COVID, yeah. COVID times, where I think there was there any rates rebatement or, or, or maybe reduction? There probably was. But um, the services still have to be provided to the businesses. I, I get what you're saying. Um, maybe rates is not a good way. Commercial rates, of course, commercial, commercial domestic no, rates were abolished but yeah. reintroduced as the property tax, which you all were in support of raising. But I, always, I, always, <laughs> I, I had to pay a rate. I had, to pay, I had to pay rates and when, I was, when I was in the pub. And the, the rate is still on it, but you, 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 get a, you, you apply for a, to take it off every year and you get it off. Yeah. But my rates still came out yeah, um, uh, just before Christmas for this year. And, and it had, if, if I was trading, it had gone up. 
Are you serious? Yeah. What you mean? It had gone up. The, the, the has been charged. What you, mean, had gone what you mean? Charged was gone up. Was gone up. Yeah. And I think that's what the story is about. Yeah. That everything has gone up. The price of electricity. Um, so the energy cost hikes. You and the COVID pandemic. It's a, who, who, Miss, Miss O'Brien, who is um, the officer, the, the CEO, Margaret O'Brien, yeah. yeah. NS Chamber, yeah. said the COVID pandemic wreaked havoc for two years. Then came the war in Ukraine and resulting energy cost hikes. Then came staff shortages, and that's that's a hidden cost. But you can't open a business like a restaurant if you have nobody to do the serving for but you. But you could you know? be in a you could be in a small micro manufacturing industry, okay? And the margins may be, especially at the beginning, would the, be tight, very, very tight. Yeah. So I'm favouring the, the the leaning towards, in fact, the rate of profit which a company yeah. has. But, that, but that's all, rates are only one thing, John. I know, but I'm only talking about the rates. I, yeah, I'm only talking about. The but rates. I think if it was only the rates, these businesses would probably survive. It's it's this retail Darwinism, which is this. Another, another cliche, this perfect storm of all these things, because she goes on. Then came sh staff shortages, difficulties around staff retention, yeah. wage increases, changes to employment regulations, all of which have put a significant strain on retailers. So I feel sorry for them, I must say. And um, the other thing, I mean, in the week that Argos announced the closure, closure of their Irish stores, and, and I mean, that's, I know when Argos came to Ireland, I mean, it was brilliant for yeah. people really welcomed it. But we have moved to a lot of online shopping yeah. now, yeah. Which, yeah. which I think has also... Is another impact. Another another impact. And that, that is a COVID, uh, yeah. it was going that way anyway, but COVID well, has... Sorry, Pat. On page six, yeah, Fiona McGarry has a story there. Link business rates to profits, not to, not to say that the premises is no counsel. She must have been talking to John. No, she, um, um, Tom O'Callaghan, he's a new, he's a new, um, he's a new councillor in, 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 in the Innes area, and he, he was proposing that as a, as a council meeting there last week. It's on page six rates and their impact on small and family-run businesses. We're at the spotlight of the general meeting of the local authority with Claire Snow's county councillor calling for So what reform. do you feel about that, Pat? Um, you're, 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 what way do you lead? With regard to the problem, yeah, I, I think it should be. I think it should be on profits. I, 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 know. I can't see like if you're sitting there and inside the business and and you don't have uh, someone coming in uh, and you're still paying rates, you know. Yeah. So well, of I, course, like profits are already taxed. Taxed, yeah. With tax, with tax. income tax or yeah, yeah. Yeah. corporation tax or yeah. whatever kind of taxes. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, if we didn't have rates, presumably we'd have to have an increase in tax. Well, well, this is the official council response, the chief executive, Pat Dowling. This is uh, the same article now that Pat has been referring to. At the very end, you, 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 you get all, it's funny how these articles are written. You get all the councillors for 90% of the article, <laughs> and then you get the very bit at the end where the council responds yes. to all the motions. Yes. Anyway, Chief Executive Pat Dowling said he would be inviting staff at the Valuation Office. This is the Dublin yeah. um, state element, the Valuation Office, to address the chamber on the matter. He noted that the re-evaluation process, this is of rates, was set to become income neutral for local authorities. I'm not sure I fully understand that. I don't have to tell you, all of you the importance of commercial rates to be able to run Clare County Council, he said. That's very important. While at the same time, modernising the legislation, which according to one councillor, I think Mary Howard, 
is 200 years old. It's probably an accurate statement. Did, um, you, did you say accurate? Accurate. Accurate. I did, I did. While uh, modernizing the, so that it is equitable the way of raising money from businesses, particularly small businesses. So he's actually not saying no to the proposal no. at all, which is good, but that it's out of his hands. Nevertheless, it is a matter for the yeah. for a change of legislation. Yeah. Okay. Listen, before we reach halfway, a piece on uh, page 21 of uh, the Clare Echo, which I always enjoyed, that's Macalla on Clare. Le Macdara o Canela, a piece of Gaelge, Tansha. Irish classes starting soon. Beg Rangana Gaelge Tosu e Koshnahona at 7 o'clock on Monday, the 30th of January. There'll be uh, this eight week programme for a beginner's entry level course or an intermediate improvers course. Mm -hmm. So Taig and Stephanie um, will be there. Mm -hmm. They don't look, they're the Moon Tory. They don't yeah. look too. Um, too uh, off-putting in terms of you wouldn't mind going to a class no absolutely <laughs> not and the big rodeganella on on scan on on colleen kuhn big on on skull on colleen kuhn in lower decade in chakuing on kuigula fehe de anor next wednesday on colleen kuhn which has been largely welcomed i think the, yeah. the irish film yeah. but um so that's in glore on Wednesday next. But um, it's, it's, it's great to see it. Uh, they have events there in Mahti, and there's a gluish or a glossary down at the bottom of the page, which would tell you that, um, for example, Dani Gikinta means be sure to. Mm. And uh, Ord Kaidan is of high quality. Mm. So loads of um it's it's a lovely piece i really enjoy that piece because anybody can and he lists all the, the the events as well jim they are the of um, scale the events such as donor olinchik it is beyond the saturday morning at and nine am at clear fm so if you if um maybe we should contact him and put on some of our iris stuff on the station and and get it on the list on the radio listen pat can i go to you and ask you to uh Tell us what you're going to uh, well, play us out on in the first half of the show today. We'll go, <laughs> we'll go back to the 1970s bend. Um, Ian, Ian Oil Brown, isn't it? And hot chocolate. It started with a kiss. And we, we're, not, we're, even, we're not even up to the 14th of February yet. Neil, he's getting ready for <laughs> Valentine's Day. I, 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 the cows mooing at the door <laughs> with their young calves. <laughs> Anyway, okay, hot chocolate. It started with a kiss. It started with a kiss. The back row of the classroom. It started with a kiss. Never thought it would come to be. It started with a kiss. Never thought it would come to very welcome back. Uh, you're listening to local media this week here on Scariff Bay Community Radio. And that was It Started With A Kiss, uh, Pat's um, early Valentine's Day offering. And uh, <coughs> that was um, 
from the 1970s. Will he be able to keep it going now until Valentine's Day? <laughs> we'll, we'll be expecting more songs like that. David, no better man. <laughs> <laughs> and it was by, by hot chocolate, of course. Okay, looking at the, I suppose we, we talk about East Clare in the second half of the show, but just one or two little things. Uh, in this week in the Clare Champion, Pat, there's a very good insert. Yeah, there's a lovely insert from, from Shannon, and, and it's, it's uh, Fly Shannon. Now, there's a, a generally holiday sale now on, and you have winter, soon over 50s, luxury, summer, family holidays, Disneyland, Paris, TT Breaks, and, and the USA. So there's, there's a huge amount of, of, um, of flights out for our next year. And um, it looks very well, and um, it's, just, it's marvelous to see so many, so many destinations. Yeah, that's brilliant. Very mm. and, a, and a colourful. Col and yeah. it, it shows you, and there's a map there at the front, which shows the yeah all the destinations. The destinations. Gen gentlemen, I'll just point to page three. It's called the over fifties and luxury <laughs> holidays. I'm not entitled. There's an asterisk there. I'm not. I'm not over fifty, but you're all entitled to it, and you can go. You can go to all sorts of places for a luxury winter evening in Lanzarote or Corfu or Costa del Sol. But I think that's a bit of age discrimination, don't you, Jim? Well, if it's cheaper for people over 50s, I'm not going to object. You see, but over 50s have a lot of time on their hands. I think that's the real reason. I don't think, they, I don't think they're cheaper, Jim, by looking at the rest of the prices. Yeah. When, when because they know the, 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 the over 50s have probably have a bit of cash. <laughs> well, 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 it says here also, Wine and water included with evening meal. I think that's, <laughs> that's the selling when, point there. When you see the word luxury there, there'll be nothing cheap about that. But it is, I agree with you, Pat, it's a very, very nice piece. It is uh, a comprehensive, yeah, yeah, yeah of, it is. of all the, uh, the places to go. And John, you spotted uh, something about Shannon there on one of the papers. I do, I, I do and did. No, the thing about, uh, about our comments and observations on Shannon over the year, have frequently be, been highly critical, wouldn't you agree? And we were wondering what was happening at management level and, and so forth. And we'd be critically Dublin. Oh, indeed. <laughs> but on this week's uh, Claire Echo, um, that's, I'm looking for her name. Um, Go on anyway, tell anyway, us what. A major Lufthansa, they would be associated, apart from the airline, they would be associated with maintenance. And Elaine Turbridy has a very pleasant article on the, the good news emanating from uh, Lufthansa. Uh, their aircraft ma maintenance facility is a major vote of confidence in Shannon, according to Joe Carey, TD. Now, the immediate creation of a further 25 jobs, Jim, is one in a series of positive, positive developments that underline Shannon's revival as a driver a driver of economic growth in the Midwest area, Kerry Thala. Yeah. So we're seeing here an exact example of the kind of critical role which the airport can play, okay, in our economic and social life. Absolutely. And and the I mean, we, there are, to be there are people living around East Clare who are working in, because yeah. I know some of them, who yeah. are working in that business. Of, yeah. of aircraft maintenance yeah. and, and servicing. So full steam ahead for Lufthansa Technique. Lovely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the 2000 metre, um, the story is there on the Shannon Town page of the Champion as well, uh, John. And yeah. they have a 2000 metre uh, extension put onto the, the plant in Shannon. 
So, um, and uh, I think they're there 25 years, yeah. 25? Something has been there, yeah. Mm. yeah. That's great. And of course, Ryanair are, have, they, have they already opened or oh, are they have, opening? They have, yeah, they have yeah, a, opened, a new yeah. servicing facility yeah. as well with something like 200 jobs. Yeah. In Shannon? Yeah. In Shannon, yeah. yeah. They have, yeah. So Will that involve a re-employment re -employment of some of the Ryanair staff that were let go? Ah, yeah, or it would be, but they would be technical people now. Yeah. Uh, you know, who would probably require training. But, yeah, I mean, okay. 200... Yeah, there was a company that closed down there. I think um, uh, one, one, there was one bought out, and then there was another one that closed down. But then Ryanair came in, and they, they upped the amount of people, and they, they, they bought, bought a, new, a new hangout there. And um, inside the people, there was the half in the other company, so the, and, and but in extra people as well. Very good. Mm. Okay, uh, Pat, we'll, just to stay with Pat, I'm not ignoring David, uh, because we're still in, we'll stay in O'Callaghan's Mills. Uh, planning Just, yeah, that's a bit of discrimination now. Just because he's from O'Callaghan's Mills, <laughs> means that I can't talk about it. Anyway, Pat, go on. <laughs> Planning approval for Mills Homes. Yeah. How many are we talking about? Yeah. Well, we're only talking about three houses, but there's a, there's a lot of land around the, the area where the three houses are going up, so you'll never know in a few years' time with, with a few more. Yeah, yeah Fiona McGarry has the story there on page 13, the East Clare and South East Clare page. Uh, growth on the Cairns for village of Gardens Mills. Now the planning permission has been granted for the development of three homes in Ayr. Clare County Council have given the green light for the development of on-site of just one and a half acres, subject to 20 conditions. After assessing the plans and seeking further information on certain aspects of the local authority found that plans to be acceptable given the zoning of the land, which is earmarked for low-density residential and mixed-use. So I suppose, okay. yeah, Joe Cooney uh, is building the houses there, so... Yeah. And we were afraid, Pat, uh, we'll say, when we were looking at the the new development plan that places, you know, like O'Callaghan's Mills, wouldn't be able to develop at all. But he, they, they, uh, he has to put in his own solar system for each yes. of those houses, so okay. th th that's, that's the way they are, the, 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 the public sewer, which is a pity, and I suppose places like that would develop a bit more if, if you had public sewers, but we, we don't have it on that tip. Are, yes. are you agitating for it? Well, they have been, yeah, and they had actually, that site uh, back uh, before um, when the Celtic Tiger was there, there was a woman and, and she bought it and she had developed it. Yeah. And uh, she had uh, a lovely development laid out in it. And uh, oh, there, was a solar, there was a public solar system to win yeah. in, in, in with, the, with the new development. And she was going to, and part of the conditions with the council at that time was that they would develop a new solar system in the village. Longer the, 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 the housing, but it never went ahead anyway. The Celtic Tiger died and yes. the Pens <laughs> died with it. We're trying to revive him. Mm. Okay, David, staying with O'Cannon's Mills, a rather oh. controversial appointment. Yes, very controversial. Uh, in the parish. In the parish, yeah. Well, it's reported here in, on page nine of the, of, the, of the local parochial notes, shall we call it, the local notes, that um, Pat O'Brien was <laughs> recently elected public relations officer uh, at the annual general meeting of O'Callaghan's Mill GA Club. And what you're doing here tonight is giving him more airtime <laughs> so that he can perform his duty as public relations officer for the whole of O'Callaghan's Mills oh. besides the GA Club. But we know, we know he's got a conflict of interest now. Yeah. Yes. So but we, I suppose we should congratulate him anyway. Well, of course we should. 
And I'm sure uh, the election was, was close and... And uh, above board. And above board, <laughs> yes. So congratulations. Was it a contested election, Pat? No, no. <laughs> there, there, don't be, there don't be too many evidence for Dr. Hens for those jobs. <laughs> okay. Uh, just, I suppose, we, going back to staying with East Clare again, uh, Balana on the uh, page 13 of the Clare Champion, there's been some um, damage done in Balana, some vandalism. Yeah, this is very depressing. Um, there's a picture here of it. A council is left counting the costs of repeated repairs to va vandalised Ballina amenity. And these are the, fa the, the yeah. facility, is the, or the amenity are the public uh, toilets. Um, they're located, many listeners will be familiar with them, they're located on what was the old railway track that led right up up um, and under the bridge there on the Ballina side. Um, just beneath the roadway there, shall we say, very close to the bridge. And uh, some couriers took up, would you believe, would you, they took up the paving slabs. There's a picture here, you can see the paving slabs. They're enormous, yeah. heavy things. And they fired them into the windows at the top over the doors of the lighting uh, of, of, of the toilet. I mean, it was a wanton act it, of, yeah, of, of uh, and the effort that they went into doing it. Yeah. And it's, they didn't just break one window, they broke all of them. I actually happened to be there. I think this happened over the summertime. Really? Uh, unless, yeah, in the past year. Mm. And I remember coming on it and seeing it uh, within 24 hours of it happening. And, and they had actually, there was something burning. They had set a light to something, to the toilet paper behind the, um, the toilets. That's what first noticed our, our attention. And the, the damage here, according to Dan Danaher and according to the council, amounts to seven and a half thousand euros. For the year? No, if... to replace the glass. Yeah. Um, and these are being targeted on, on a regular basis, it would seem. So it happened, yeah, it happened uh, between 10 p.m. and 12 midnight on Monday night, October 31st. Windows were broken in the toilets and paving slabs were pulled off the ground outside the public toilets. The last act of vandalism was condemned as appalling by Waterways Ireland, operations controller, in a row. Like, it happens on a regular basis. And seven and a half how thousand. Now, how regular uh, is that report? I think it's, it doesn't say how regular it is. It does say the latest in a series of attacks on the toilets in Ballina. Yeah. So because the Gardaí the have made an... Uh, an observation on that, um, indicating that uh, yeah. they have it in hand. The, you know? Inspector Michaela Maloney from Killaloo Gardaí said, if the closed circuit television cameras on this building were connected... What? Were connected... That means they were there. It suggests that they were there, John. But not connected. But not connected. Oh, for it God would sake. provide great assistance for their investigations and would also act as the deterrent for any future vandalism and antisocial behaviour in the area. It begs the question as why they weren't connected. Yeah, it does, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And maybe Dan Danaher might do some further investigation Indeed. for us. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. It's wide open for it. Okay, John, I just was staying with the East Clare page, down at the bottom of the East Clare page, a man called Ingen Breen, who is a Zen Buddhist priest, and he's, um, he's, giving, well, he's, he's giving a talk 
in the library next Thursday night. And you, 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 you know him well, don't you? I don't know him at all, actually. Well, he's a Dublin man. Well, that explain it. But um, <laughs> I suppose it's something that's new, certainly, and unusual in East Clare is uh, Zen Buddhism. Meditation. Yeah. Meditation. Yeah. Zen meditation. There's nothing wrong with a bit of meditation. No, there, there isn't <laughs> for sure. Indeed. When we were Buddhist meditation, seems to have one of the favourite hills for the last. Oh, is, it, is this a bit of competition? <laughs> 25 now? years. Oh, yes, Sonata. Sonata Centre, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's that? Sonata. Sonata Centre, up in the 12 o'clock hills. There's a Buddhist centre there for the last 25 years. Really? And yeah. I mean, is, are we talking about a roofed building? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, can, can fine building, yeah. Stay and, and there? People can stay there in all, yeah. I think yeah. Tommy Tiernan. Tommy Tiernan goes there on a regular basis. Really? And he does, yeah. yeah has come do you know the, the, these people? I do one of the people, yeah. I met him yeah, different times. Yeah. Yeah. But Zen Some meditation, for those of you who don't know what it is, Zen, according to this anyway, Zen meditation is not about escaping from reality, but sure, isn't that what we want to do is sometimes <laughs> to escape from reality? It's about being present in the moment and living that moment as it is. So um, that's it. But people might be interested. It's seemingly it's not a religion. There's a point here that says it's not a religion. It's more of a practice. Um, but anyway, to find out more about it, uh, there is a free talk in Scarif Library uh, on Thursday, January 26th at 7 p.m. It's free. Um, so there's further information there given um, on Ingen's this, the name, his name is Ingen, I-N-G-E-N, and there's, he's got a website, um, so you can look it up. His surname is Breen, B-R-W-E-N, so, yes. and he's, he's, uh, he's an Irishman, he's a Dublin man. Yeah. But, um, so there you are now. Yeah. It's certainly, it's something new, uh, it's something mm, different. Jim, the, the final sentence in, in the article by Dan Danaher on the area in question, condemning repeated acts of vandalism and creating an eyesore on this well-known and widely used walking route. She said that crime prevention, crime prevention officer was willing to work with the council to put measures in place to deter this criminal activity. activity. That's now, Michelle. Yeah, and, yes. that's, and there's an, an opportunity for us to monitor how well um, that is uh, taking place, how well it's been, you know, well, hopefully, investigated. Yeah, hopefully there won't be a repeat of it. Yeah, and it well, looks like we build them there. Yeah. It looks like it's, it's a nice there. building. Yeah. Yeah. Another, come back to it, we're, we're, there's a lot of stuff from O'Callaghan's Mills Parish this Is that week. because he's the public relations <laughs> officer? Possibly, <laughs> but uh, at the end of a rugby match uh, last week, Munster versus Leinster, I think? Munster and Leinster, yeah. Munster and Leinster, ladies' uh, rugby, um, mm. down in Cork, I think it was. Uh, there was a very special event, and a uh, lady from Kilkishan was centrally involved. Yeah. Uh, Ronan Judge is the story here, Jim, on uh, page six of the clerical. Um, this is a weekend to remember for Clare woman Claudia O'Hallon. After going off for a try in Munster's victory on Saturday, Claudia went on one day to post her partner and teammate Chloe Pierce. As the family and the Munster teammates looked down, Chloe said yes. It emerged afterwards that Claudia attempt to propose if Munster beat Linster. Prior to the game, the condition leader told her parents about the proposed plan. Um, 
And as Chloe's parents had the farm monster management of the Blinchers store stopping in, show stopping into the Saturday Interplow Clash. So I suppose it's, it's nice for them and it's a, a nice occasion for them. And she's a, she's a fine rugby player. The Munster yeah. actually won the provincial last year. Now, if, she, if they hadn't won the match, would she not have proposed? Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would she not have proposed? She might wait next week. <laughs> but I just noticed as well there, uh, Pat, yeah. that, that she, she rang uh, the parents or the yeah, of, to get permission. permission yeah, I'm yeah. just, did you. Um, ring your Moraid's uh, parents or talk to them and get permission. I don't think I did, no, no. Oh! <laughs> I don't think There's so. grounds for annulment. <laughs> well, I'd have to say, both my sons in law yes. rang me up uh, to ask permission uh, to for the hand of. My, your daughter, my your two, two daughters. My two daughters. Oh, my God. Yes, oh, I, I thought God. that was gone, like, you know. But, but um, well, I didn't ask my father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> but is it like what does that say? That is the is your is the is your daughter your possession, and you're handing over your possession to these two lads? Yeah, I suppose it refers back to a time maybe yeah. when that was the case. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it's tradition now yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Just going back yeah. to uh, Claudia Hallam there again, she's a, 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 a fine uh, rugby player and she's a very good camogie player as well. Mm. Yes. She played with David Clare and she, well, she played with Kitchen, but she plays with the market now. She's, in the, she's living over at China Market, she plays with the market. Yeah. Seen her. Yeah. John, did you ring up Marie's parents to, or, or ask them for her hand? Im, Im, implied. Uh, <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> that is a no. <laughs> I did, but I'd say I was transitioned in between uh, the old era and the, and the new. And the new <laughs> you know? So <clears throat> the answer to your question is yes and no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's interesting. I think it's a I think it's a lovely tradition. Yes, you know. You think we should keep it alive? Oh, I do. Yeah, I do. <clears throat> you know, I, <laughs> you'd be in trouble if they brought back the dowry. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> that's another thing. And yeah. I think there's about four or five uh, clear ladies on that monster team. Uh, yeah. You had uh, Mabel Leary from Killaloo. Yes. Uh, you had the McInerney girl from Minas, and there was there was somebody else. There was four anyway at least on the on the monster ladies rugby team. Yeah. Mm. So they've been very successful anyway, but um, yeah. the, the, the proposal for marriage is just a, a side issue that we were Jim, discussing. By the way, we were a lot of ladies again this week on the, on the paper. Yes, it's, it's becoming a, a regular. regular, it is really and truly. I'd say it's a money spinner. I've no doubt it helps sell papers. It sells papers, of course, yeah. 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 Well, who is involved this week, Pat? You have the Banner ladies, um, the, the, the one declared senior ladies football. So they were they were all celebrating at the weekend. So they all the the forces of the all throughout the paper, and uh, they have a full page there as well. Mm. So Very good. Just nice to see him. Sure. Yeah. I'm just looking at page uh, 19 of the the Clare Echo, and uh, someone he's not from East Clare, but Dermot Hayes, and Dermot uh, has written a, a book, a new oh, book yeah, called The Road That Rises: Memoir of a Boy from Kells, and. Uh, I mean, the reason we've met Dermot and he's a great interest in radio. He does documentaries and a uh, very interesting man. I, I think he probably lives in Ennis, as far as I know. But um, 
The Road That Rises will be published by the Limerick Writers' Centre and shall be launched in St. Patrick's Hall in Corrafin in March. So a great night is hopefully will, will happen there and you know, no better man than Dermot to enjoy it. Yeah, he, he does a lot of stuff for um, we'll say people with disabilities as well, Jim. I think he's a yeah. He's an advocate for people with disabilities. Yeah. Dermot Hayes. Uh, can we alert people to the uh, who are involved in community development work and in organisations in the community? Can we alert them to the fact that the County Council has launched two grant schemes <coughs> aimed at providing funding, funding opportunities to community groups and local organisations throughout the county? Now there is a great opportunity for uh, perhaps organisations that <coughs> didn't see this ad. Hmm. On the paper. You're looking and at the clear I'm, echo. I'm clear John. I am. Yeah, page seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Page seventeen. Lovely. Mm. And listen, we're almost we're almost finished. But one page that I always look forward to in the clear echo, the last two pages, uh, they they have a clear echo quiz. They have spot the difference, and then they have uh, a word search and a crossword and Sudoku. Yeah. And um, I, I love those pages, but. Um, the Clare Echo quiz this week is based on Shannon Airport. And uh, I suppose one of the questions was, who was the first US president uh, to fly into Shannon Airport? Was it uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt? Was it Dwight D. Eisenhower? Or was it John Fitzgerald Kennedy? It John F. Kennedy, really. You'd be right. Don't, uh, don't look. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did look because I was curious. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was the, and sure, look, nearly every US president has flown in since then. Oh, I would say so, yes. Uh, that, that have visited Ireland anyway. And yes, uh, Trump certainly has and flown Yes, in. the West Clare Hotel, you're sure, it was in his yeah. back, backyard. And yeah. a Russian fellow came in there one time, but he was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Did he come in? He didn't actually touch Irish soil. Maybe it's, maybe it's too, a small drop of vodka too much. Yes, and, and uh, it brought the um, circling over Ennis was uh, in the lexicon at the time. That's Certainly. Oh, yes, yes. For, yes, for yes. somebody who had too much to drink. Yeah. Circling <laughs> over in us, that's what you Do you know, doing. as for uh, VIPs arriving at the airport uh, in those years, Liam, uh, Liam Skelly would have to be up at times at 4 o'clock in the morning as an Aeroflot jet was winding its way from Cuba to uh, Moscow in the good old days. Yeah, Mr. Gorbachev was there as well, and oh, Liam yes. welcomed him yeah, back in the 90s or early 90s. Mm. Listen, we're finished. Uh, many thanks to everybody. Uh, our time is up today. Uh, thanks to John S. And welcome, welcome. And to Pat. Thank you. And to David. Thank you, um, Jim. Hopefully, our listeners enjoyed our bit of fun today. We have uh, our sponsor is Ruth Griffin Photography, and we thank Ruth very much for looking after us. And Pat. A bit of music to play us out. Well, Dolly Parton, she was 77 and Thursday last, the 19th. Dolly? And, yeah. So we'll have Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers, Island in the Stream. Beautiful song. Oh. Okay. So we leave you with that, Islands in the Stream with Dolly Parton and uh, Kenny, Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Many thanks, goodbye and God bless. Stop.